You're listening to the Pacific Northwest Tri-Report on over-the-top cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas, and in the Pacific Northwest, we have Chris Bagg. Thanks very much for joining us, Chris. Thanks, George. It is good to be back. So, is it good to be back from Challenge Penticton? How did the race go? Oh, the race was okay. Uh, I'm going to describe it as, uh, as double bogey golf. Um, it would have just been bogey golf, but, uh, but I also got a flat tire during the bike leg. Uh, so that shifted it down from sort of a, a slightly subpar race to a disappointing race. Oh, you guys. So, so what do you do when you get a flat out there? Are you, I, are you carrying supplies and everything to be able to fix something? Yeah. Um, you know, I think most people will always take some kind of backup plan. Um, I've mostly raced on tubulars during my career, but uh, I had a set of carbon clinchers that my wheel sponsor had loaned me that I took to Europe because I can only take one set of wheels over there. And training on tubulars, even though it's wonderful, um, can become a real hassle if you do start puncturing. Um, so I ran those same clinchers again uh, in the race on Sunday. And, um, you know, I mean, when you're trying to post more in the flat and you start going back and forth, like, oh, if only I'd had my tubulars. And then you're like, well, if I punctured, it wouldn't matter. And then changing a tubular is even harder than changing a clincher. So, yeah, I had, uh, you know, I had levers and a tube and CO2 with me and um, got the tire changed in probably about three minutes. Um, so not a big time penalty. You know, you lose, you lose some additional time um, slowing down and getting started again. Um, I was riding with Nathan Killam, who's a really good uh, triathlete, uh, sort of a younger guy who's, who's really come on strong in the last few years. Um, I was riding near him, and um, you know, I think I probably would have finished right around him as well. He rode a 2.15. Uh, my total bike time was around a 2.20, so... Uh, probably lost a total of five minutes with the flat plus, plus not having someone to ride with anymore. Um, so, you know, five minutes is big, but I mean, I ended up finishing about 20 minutes down from the winner. So it, it's not like the flat was what took me out of contention. Um, I kind of swam, I swam okay and I ran okay and I hit my bike numbers, but when you throw the flat in, um, you know, that was probably enough to, to really shift me off of having, you know, kind of a, a, a good day to kind of a not-so-good day. I'm sorry. I know this race really means a lot to you. It does, but, I mean, it also, the, the change in format down to a half means that it was, you know, and we talked about that last week, it was never never really going to suit me at the half distance. Um, my coach and I talked afterwards, and, you know, as much as I would like to um, be super successful at racing half irons, I, I just tend to be a lot better at the full distance. Um, so I think we're going to kind of get away from doing too many halves in the future, um, probably just enough to pick up some Kona points here and there, because uh, you can get you can get Kona points from a few a few halves uh, during each qualification cycle. So, yeah, the kind of game plan going forward is to, you know, stop, 
stop focusing on, you know, stop doing a majority of halves per year and, and shift things around towards doing more fulls. Um, and again, like we talked about last week, Penticton next year is going to be that, uh, that ITU long distance format. So I think that that shifts things kind of back towards, you know, back towards my wheelhouse a little bit. And that's okay. You know, I mean, it was, it's always a treat to be up in Penticton and, I know all the people up there, and it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a home away from home. So even though the race wasn't good, um, it's always it's always a, it's always wonderful to be up there. So just to switch gears a little bit, what do you do as a coach, or what's your advice as a coach to one of your athletes when you're starting out the swim and you're just thinking, your mindset is, I'm just not. Here, this is going to be kind of flat. What do you yeah, do to a, get rid of that mindset? Because that can ruin your entire race. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, it, it, ideally you recognize it before you're right there on the start line. Um, and you know, if, if you're still, if you're sort of within the final hour before a race, you should hopefully be on a kind of mental checklist and. Um, you know, and if you've done some mental skills work, you kind of know what mindset you need to be in to, to race well. Um, and then if you're not in that mindset, then making some changes to get yourself there. I know for me that I race best when I'm actually kind of like goofy and jokey on the start line. Like when I'm palling around with the other guys and sort of like, you know, feeling loose and relaxed. That's when I tend to have have good have good races, um, and if I'm not feeling that way, then I usually need to listen to some music or um, get some more caffeine on board. Uh, those are the two things that usually can really help me, you know, kind of jolt me out of feeling flat. Um, some people are the other direction. You know, some people get way too they get way over amped. You know, and they get they get really. It's that classic cliche of be psyched up but not psyched out. Um, and some people get so anxious that you know they're having trouble breathing. And for those people, you know, you say you know you try to find them like a quiet space and be like, hey, why don't you lie down and do some do some breathing for a little bit and try to get yourself back down towards uh, a little bit more even keel. Um, you know, if you think about it on a scale of one to five, where one is like, I'm super bored and I want to take a nap, and five is like, I'm so nervous I might be sick, um, you know, those are those are kind of the two ends of the spectrum. Um, most people race well when they're right around a three. You know, they've got some nerves, um, but they're not freaking out, um, and they're relaxed, but they're not tired. Um I'd say I was I was probably right around where I needed to be for the race. Like I was uh, I was enjoying palling around with the other people in the start line. And um, yeah, when I got going, I, I I had some yeah the swim the swim started pretty well, and I ended up swimming just what I wanted to swim. I wanted to swim around 25 minutes, and I swam 25 minutes and 25 seconds, so pretty close to where I wanted to be. Um, so yeah, just you know the fact that there were a lot of really fast swimmers in the field, and they swam faster. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm totally off topic of Penticton, but I mean, that's why I was kid around so much at like DRVTT is the time trial holder. It's like, I want to get your mind off what's coming up. Is yeah, that good or is that bad? It's, it's good for some people. It's probably not good for other people. You know, it's like, it's, I mean, I, it really works for me. Like I, I like, I like being distracted. I like joking around. Um, because when I get too serious, like then it, you know, then I, I then I really start making mistakes, um, and that that's what happens. Is I mean, you want to be you want to be in the right mindset where you're not making errors. Um, and if I get too amped up, I will tend to go too hard on the bike, and then have to pay for that later. Um, and then people who are you know, if you're checked out then, you know, you can never really kind of get going. Um, so how do so you get that back after you have something like a flat? I mean, that obviously messes you up. It does, but, you know, the best thing you can do is, I mean, most mental skills coaches will talk about being task relevant. Um, you know, once you have a flat, the worst thing you can do is, is let it get to you. Um, the best thing you can do is change the flat, get started and just pick right back up where you left off. Um, and that's, that, that I was, I was actually pretty pleased with my ability to, to refocus on what I was, what I was doing. Um, you know, we talked last week about 315 watts is my goal. And, um, that's what I ended up riding. So oh, you you know, as soon as, yep. As soon as I got started again, I just said, you know, let's, let's just get right back to 315. Um, you know, there's nothing you can do about the flat right now, so just keep riding. And um, and it's a good thing to practice because, you know, in a half, if you get a flat, you know, you're probably not going to make much time back up. But in a full, if you get a flat and fix it and get moving again, um, usually that break, that little resting time, you often see people have really good races. Really? Um, so it's, yeah, it's one of the reasons why they... Um, they lengthened the penalty uh, for drafting this past year. It used to be four minutes, and now it's five minutes. Uh, four minutes was sort of a really nice amount of time to rest, but you could still you could still make it up pretty easily. Five minutes is starting to get long enough that you're like, mm, yeah, that's a real significant penalty. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to come back from that. But um, yeah, you know, I got back on the bike, and the legs still felt fine, and just really tried to keep focusing on, on what I was doing. Um, I, I struggled with that more on the run, you know, got off the bike, got off the bike and started running and, you know, it was really, really mentally, um, attractive to just kind of check out and just jog along. Um, but I was like, no, you know, you're still, you're still right around 10th, 11th, 12th. Like, let's just start running and, what you can do with this um, you know and I didn't I didn't really make up much ground or make up any spots and but I'm super glad that I still stayed out there and um, you know like still posted a 410 which is uh, pretty good on a on a relatively difficult course with a you know with a flat tire so I mean the great thing about the thing I always ask myself when you want to drop out is like well, what else are you going to do today? <laughs> like, seriously, you're going to, like, you're going to, like, 
go and hang out around the finish line and and then really feel bad as you watch everybody like actually do the race and and you just get bored and you've had this like huge carbohydrate load the day before and you know and so you're like well you know things aren't going well but I mean I might as well still race like you know and who knows who knows what can happen you know it's like some days you stay out there and you end up running back up into the top 10 and you know some days like this past Sunday you stay out there and you end up 13 so you know it's um you know, days like the, days like this are, are are part of any athlete's life at any level, and um, it's been a really long time since I didn't finish a race. I think it's been about you know it's been over two seasons since I DNF the race. So, you know, that's what you you end up taking away from races like this is like, you know what, like stayed out there, I fixed the flat, I hit my bike numbers, uh, I proved to myself that I could ride that wattage for that amount of time. Um, I didn't run great, but I stayed out there and ran, and and that's you know and that's what you that's what you sort of put away in your uh, in your suitcase of courage for later. Now, do you ever get the motivation to keep going because you're a coach? And what are my athletes going to think if I drop out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, all like that. I mean, you are a, an inspiration or a motivation to your clients, so I would think that would have something to do. Yeah, I mean, you, and you also, you know, you you want to, you know, you always tell your athletes like, don't quit, don't quit unless you're unless you're going to get hurt, you know, <laughs> like if you're gonna get hurt and stop. But you know, if you're not if you're not in danger of injury or or something like that, then yeah, you know, keep going and um, you know that and and, and you also want to honor the race. Penticton is super important to me. I've had some, I've had some much more spectacular blow-ups at that race. Um, so you know, this was, this was fairly vanilla in terms of, uh, in terms of disaster. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've got a lot of people that I know up in that town, and um, just yeah, I mean, and also once you start, once you start DNFing, like it. You know, in either direction, if you if you finish races, that creates a lot of momentum and inertia to keep, to keep finishing races. And if you DNF, you know, that creates a lot of inertia to keep DNFing. Very good point. Now, how do you come back from a race like this? What do you have coming up next? Um, well, that's, that's a funny question because after telling you that I'm not doing any more halves, my next race is a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing uh, I'm doing Los Cabos 70.3, which is uh, at the end of October, and it's yeah, I'm doing that because it's a it's a 750 point race, so it's a it's got good points for Kona qualification. Uh, it's also three weeks before Ironman Arizona, so it's a perfect it's a perfect tune up weekend. Um, so the goal is to hopefully go there and you know get a really good tune up race for Arizona. But, you know, maybe pick up some points for Kona for next year. I mean, these days, like, anything kind of anything kind of helps. And, um, yeah, but this week, uh, my, my coach, Cliff English, gave me a, uh, gave me a week off, uh, which is awesome because I didn't, I didn't do a very good job of recovering after uh, Challenge Roach, the race in Germany. Um, and so, yeah, I'm taking a, a whole week off of training. I'm flying home tomorrow to the East Coast to uh, see my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece and nephew. 
So, uh, yeah, a, a solid six, seven days of, um, of zero. <laughs> Very nice. Well-deserved. Now, are you going to Kona with Amy? Yes, yep. We're going to go to Kona. Um, the, I think we go the Monday before the race, which is pretty normal. People usually head over like Monday or Tuesday before the race. What a nice October you have coming up. Hawaii and then Los Cabos. <laughs> and then Mexico. And, and then, you know, and then you know, it finishes all, you know, with, uh, with you know, a lovely trip to Tempe, <laughs> where everyone wants to go. Um, no, yeah, October's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be a really, a really nice month of travel. Well, Chris, it's always great visiting with you, and, uh, you know, I really admire you for coming on to do a post-race after not having a great performance. <laughs> Serious? No, I appreciate that a lot. I think, the, I think those are better to talk about, actually. I mean, the good races, you're like, yeah, you know, good sensations, this went well. <laughs> I mean, like, all the, like, classic cliches about, you know, what, about performance, but... I mean, the bad races are the ones that you learn from, you know, and, and I've certainly had a lot of races kind of like this, but it's been a really long time since I've had a flat. And, um, yeah, I mean, my takeaway from this one is, yeah, you know, you can, you can flat and you can still go out and still race effectively. And, um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, I, 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 it's, always, it's always good to talk about the ones where it might not have gone so well. I kind of like talking to you about the ones that do go well, and if I do my job right, then they are really interesting, and there's not cliches. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris Bag, thanks very much for checking in with us. We will be chatting with you before your next race, I'm sure, and uh, also before Kona, and hopefully we can work a few things out from Kona that'll be pretty interesting to our listeners. That would be awesome. You've been listening to the Pacific Northwest Triathlon Report on Over the Top Cycling. I'm George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado. Want the epic stuff, the extraordinary stuff, the edge of your seat stuff? You know, the good stuff with AMC+. Plus. You can watch the best of AMC, BBC America, IFC, Sundance Now, Shudder, and more. Hungry for horror? Feast on Shudder's chilling originals like Creepshow Season 2 and killer premieres like Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. Got a need for speed? The boys are back with an epic tour of the UK as Top Gear races through a new season. All available on AMC+, Plus, ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. AMC+, Plus, only the good stuff.